Welcome to Criterion. Close up. I'm Mark Herney. I don't know who I'm here with, but uh, it sounds like a 90-year-old Aaron West. Is that you, Aaron? I'm here to talk about podcasting. (laughs) (laughs) Is that your 90-year-old voice, or are you trying to do uh, Bob Dylan? I was trying to figure out that earlier. I have no idea. Uh, We'll we'll see how it turns out. (laughs) Okay. Cool. It might it might be both. <laughs> <laughs> Perfect. Well, we are here. This is a different episode for us. Uh, you're hearing a bit of Hans Zimmer from the soundtrack to the movie Rush. Uh, the track is Lost But One. And this is episode number 30 of Criterion Close-Up, where we do a close-up of somebody. And in this case, it is some friends of ours who we know through this extensive film podcasting network. I uh, want to welcome J.D. Duran and Brendan Cassidy of In Session Film to Criterion Close-Up. Welcome, guys. Hey, thanks welcome for guys. having us. Hello. Glad to be here. Hello. It's In Session Film. Is, is that how it goes? Yeah. Yes. In Session Film. In Session Film. film. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah. Emphasis, Emphasis on the yes. On the <laughs> yes. Yes. <laughs> yeah, great to have you guys. Yeah, yeah appreciate the invite. Yeah, yeah, it's been. Uh, I've, I've I've been able to guest on your show before, and uh, we've uh-huh. done some bonus content talking about music. We have mm-hmm. uh, a love of music, and uh, we wanted mm-hmm. to talk about podcasting. Uh, this thing that we're doing right now—it's a little bit meta. So we figured you guys would be the perfect guests yeah. for this. You've been doing this for uh, for quite some time, so yeah, yeah. You're ber- break, very breaking excited. the fourth wall here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Breaking yeah. the podcast. Little Wade Wilson for you. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. So, and we'll get into that in just a just a couple of minutes. We have a couple of housekeeping things, but really wanted to get as we always do. First time guests, we like to get your Criterion connections. So, you know how you first came to the Criterion Collection, or how you came to International Art House Film, maybe a director or someone else associated with the the collection. So, I'll turn it to you first, JD. What is your connection? Well, I don't necessarily have a specific connection to Criterion. I mean, I've definitely seen uh, quite a few Criterion films, and I'm very aware of it, but I don't collect as much. And, you know, I really leave it to the experts, to you two over there, to kind of keep me updated on what's happening with Criterion. (laughs) But, you know, when it comes to to my connection with, you know, independent cinema or art house films or – foreign language films i i first started getting into film and art heavily more so around 2003 2004 when i was a junior and senior in high school um and it kind of started with uh quentin tarantino and then kind of expanded from there um and i became not only a huge fan of him but a huge fan a huge fan of wes anderson who is featured on criterion quite extensively um i'm a huge huge fan of wes anderson so um uh, so there's definitely a, a connection there when it comes to foreign language films actually one of the first ones that i ever saw thinking back on it Again, because I it came out right around the time where I was getting into it was actually the uh, the Korean film Old Boy that came out in two thousand three by Park Chan Wook. That was probably the first one I ever saw, and I loved that film. And it just kind of you know started to to blow up more from there. Um, and I started to become a huge fan of 
uh, Hayao Miyazaki and Studio Ghibli. That was another foreign mm-hmm. language aspect that I started again too big. Um, and Brendan is actually even more extensive with, with that than I am. But that was something that I really enjoyed as well. Um, from about, you know, the mid 2000s to, I don't know, 2010, 2011, life circumstances kind of took me away from film for a little bit um, that I won't bore you with right now, but the details weren't pretty. <laughs> hmm. uh, but since then, I've I've done a lot as far as, you know, obviously getting back into a lot of that. But um, yeah, around around the early 2000s in high school, I was a little bit more young and impressionable back then. And uh, You're yeah, still I'm, young and impressionable now. <laughs> yeah, you are. <laughs> That's true, I guess. <laughs> Except I'm kind of old now. But we're, uh, we're going to impress upon you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So there's obviously a lot of catching up when it comes to Criterion and, and a lot of foreign language films for me. But uh, uh, you know, I, I always enjoy it, and I'm glad to watch you know what I can. So we're actually going to start a new movie series on our show coming up pretty soon. Uh, on Andre Tarkovsky, which is a, oh, a filmmaker boy. that I'm not familiar with at all, and I look, I look forward to really jumping into that. So, you know, podcasting as we're going to talk about, it's mm-hmm. a great excuse for us to be able to do things like that. So I'm kind of bridging yeah. the gap there. The best that. excuse, yeah. Yeah, yeah Tarkovsky, you are. It's beautiful, but drink coffee. <laughs> yes, <laughs> that's what <laughs> I don't watch it when you're tired. Yeah. <laughs> for sure. Yeah, so how about you, Brendan? Uh, so first thing I'll say is I'll echo drinking coffee before Tarkovsky. Because, uh, <laughs> J.D., you and I have talked a lot about that Tarkovsky. offline. Yeah, Sorry. Tarkovsky, yeah. there you go. Anyway, as far— here all week. Yeah, I love it, man. It's interesting, J.D., because you mentioned a phrase there called bridging the gap, because I feel like my connection with Criterion specifically might be kind of that gap bridge between what you were just talking about, J.D., and— compared to the extensive knowledge that you guys, Mark and Aaron specifically, have with the Criterion Collection, because I do collect quite a few of the Criterion films, not nearly to the extent that you guys have had so far, but uh, I, 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 I would say that I'm a fan. I've really enjoyed a lot of what I've seen, and it really has been kind of a great learning tool for me and really kind of branching out into... I guess some of the more alternative films out there than other than what you would really get a chance to see on a normal basis. For me, it kind of started, um, I think it was 2008, 2009 when it really started for me. And the film that really introduced it to me was, it's kind of an embarrassment because I would argue it's not really a Criterion film. But that Michael was, Bay's Armageddon? No, yeah. no, I would okay. no. That's a Criterion film. That's a Criterion we, film. We, I'm just kidding. We I'm, dodged that asteroid. <laughs> no pun intended. Uh, I'm talking about David Fincher's The Curious Case of Benjamin Button, because oh, yeah, that's when, fine. Yeah, yeah. When that, I mean, it's a film I've learned to appreciate less as I've kind of grown older in many ways. But it's a film that I think has one of the greatest documentaries of making the film that I have ever seen. I think it's better than the actual movie. Uh, And that kind of gave me uh, more of an appreciation of what goes into the nature of special features and what goes behind the scenes of film and what the Criterion Collection does to kind of not only preserve that but really reflect that, I always thought was kind of interesting. So it kind of gave, it kind of opened that door to really start experimenting with different types of film that I hadn't been terribly familiar with at that time. And going to more of like the foreign language route, so I was kind of like with you uh, on that, J.D., as far as trying to find some more foreign language films, whether it be something current or something old that 
really kind of won me over. Then I started looking at specifically French New Wave, which is really what, what kind of started for me. So I started looking a lot to like Goldard and Francois mm-hmm. Truffaut. Uh, and that's kind of where it started for me more than anything else. Then I looked to Swedish films. So I started watching a lot mm-hmm. of uh, Igmar Bergman. I, I uh, blind bought movies like Wild Strawberries and The Seventh Seal. Loved, loved those films. And it kind of just continued to snowball from there. Uh, I started watching a lot more uh, Akira Kurosawa. Uh, you also have Andre Tarkovsky uh, that you were just talking about, JD. Uh, started watching a lot of his his films as well. Um, Ivan's Childhood, his uh, his first film, that war film, is one of my favorite films of all time. Uh, so it just kind of kept building a little bit from there and there, and it was really, really enlightening for me more than anything else. And I'm kind of, it's kind of great to finally talk to some people like you guys that really have such a devotion to it because I feel like I can even continue to learn a lot more about it too. So. I'm really looking forward to where this conversation could go when it branches off in that direction, hopefully. Cool. Cool. Well, I remember you guys talked about the third band when uh, when JD was out. Uh, mm-hmm. Of course, that's a big Criterion release. Mm-hmm. Well, that was a great episode, too. Oh, I appreciate yeah. that. Yeah, that's, again, one of my favorite films. Uh, I, I, I still have the uh, the Criterion of that. Of I, I think it's a DVD. I never got a chance to get the Blu-ray of it, but I, thank God I got it when it did because it's now out of print at the Criterion. Yeah, yeah. It's yeah, a it's bit about, pricey now. About yeah. $2,000 or so. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> only. Just, yeah, only. Yeah, I think it's like two hundred now, is it? So. Yeah, it's a couple couple hundred. But we'll add that extra zero for yeah, emphasis. Right, so. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, that was great. Thank thank you guys, and uh, mm-hmm. again, thank you for being on the show. Uh, we'll talk yeah. more about in session film in, in, in a little bit. Um, but you know, just to let folks know, they have a great show where they review some of the newer movies and do some extra film uh, shows. Where actually, recently they talked about I Saw the Devil. And uh, paired that with uh, the orphanage, um, kind of coming off of uh, the witch. So they do a great, great show. They've got a great rapport. Very much, uh, yeah. So Love their show. You. Yeah, folks should uh, definitely check them out. A lot of newer films, and, and actually, that's that's the one tough thing with me is I don't see as many newer films. So I, I yeah. have, in fact, I haven't seen The Witch yet, uh, but uh, and I'm going to see Deadpool finally. So I did. Did nice. you uh, do an episode on that? We did. We mm-hmm. did. All right. Nice. Just finished The Witch, and the week before we did Deadpool. So. So I, I, I'm actually like catching up to you guys. Uh, I, I, do, <laughs> I, I watch a new movie and I'm like, yeah. okay, what, what a JD and Brendan say. Yeah, that's right. Nice. Yeah. Well, Unfortunately, we, just, we don't get to them as much, but we do catch up with them and love to listen sure. to the show after, you know, see yeah. what you guys thought. So yeah, I think eventually we see all of them. It just takes a while. Yeah. <laughs> it just takes <laughs> longer. It takes yeah. longer. Yeah. It's, it's not on the schedule. It's, it's like you, you said, you know, JD earlier when we were talking, you know, we, we talk about Criterion movies, so that's what we <laughs> we, yeah. we watch. Um, yeah. So. so talking about Criterion movies, uh, there the we did have the May uh, releases announced last week, actually uh, just a day late on the sixteenth, and uh, we are part of the Criterion Cast Network, and so uh, Aaron had the pleasure of joining last week for the newsstand to talk about those releases and uh so but we wanted to kick it to you guys if you had any thoughts about the may releases i'll just mention them quickly there's uh, easy rider um the dennis hopper directed film that's coming may 3rd we've got in a lonely place that's nicholas ray from may 10th on the 17th we're getting one each week uh we've got the naked island um from nakate shindo 
and we have the player from Robert Altman, May 24th, and then a box set, uh, the Road Trilogy from Vim Vendors on May 31st. Um, so just a kick it to either one of you. Anything you'd like to uh, mention about any of those titles? Yeah. Well, I, I haven't seen any of them, Brendan. So go for it. <laughs> <laughs> I've seen two of them. Uh, I, I, it was, it's been a while since I've seen Easy Rider. Um, that was one of my favorite films from my dad, and he and he showed it to me when I was kind of at a younger age when I probably shouldn't have seen it. Uh, but mm. I've, but I've always enjoyed that film. It's been, like I said, it's been a while since I've seen it, but I'm excited to see that one getting the criterion treatment. Uh, Robert Altman's the player though, is a film I really, really like uh, it of all the Altman films I have seen, which isn't as many as it probably should. That's my favorite one that I've seen. I think it has one of my favorite oh, wow. opening shots of any movie oh, that I've ever seen. Great. Um, and, uh, I think it actually gives shortcuts a run for its money, which is another film I own and really enjoy as well. But I really am a big fan of the player. So I'm happy to see that one getting a treatment. Excellent. And uh, JD, uh, you should know that I, I know you like Phoenix and that's coming out yeah. April 26th. Yeah. So you, that's just, so you're, you're, you're in the clear. Yeah. <laughs> Next month I could talk to you guys about it. Yeah. <laughs> well, well, JD, we also have inside Lewin Davis as well. That's already yeah. been released. Yeah. 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 And, it's a stacked release too. I, it has hours upon hours of uh, supplements, so I nice. actually have not gotten to it yet. Well, that that's I'd be I'd be very interested to buy that version of it. I mean, because I just have the regular Blu-ray right now, but I I could eat up eighty hours worth of content from Inside Lewin Davis. Mm. I love mm. that film. Uh, from what I hear, I would buy it, and eventually, I think yeah. we are we were going to do a, a cast with it, and uh, along with Bob Dylan. Oh uh, no. Nice. But we, it was just, there's too many features. We just couldn't get to it. So <laughs> we will sure. eventually. Uh, but yeah. Nice. Uh, it has a full concert. You know, it, it's uh-huh. history. Uh, anyway. That's wow. cool. Very cool. Yeah. There's uh, th- there's actually a, and of course, you know, listeners uh, will have probably passed by the time they hear this, but there there is a 50% off Criterion sale uh, on the website currently right now. So you can get it for 20 bucks from the website there you go very yep. nice there you very go nice. we are recording during the week so uh, yep. but yeah by the time people hear this uh, it's gonna be 40 It'll be again, over. so yeah, sorry <laughs> <laughs> so awesome guys thank you for that yeah, thanks um, guys wanted to just mention briefly we had our last episode episode 29 was uh fat girl uh, that was with uh, Kristen Sales, and uh, yeah, we've had a lot of good feedback. We just wanted to circle back around to that and thank everyone for the feedback, uh, what everyone had to say. Uh, she was great, uh, especially. We had a little bit of an audio issue, as uh, folks have heard, but through the the magic of uh, Aaron's editing, we was able to you know downplay that a bit, and uh, it was just a, a really great uh, delving into that. I'll just uh, mention a couple of things that folks have said um and some of the you know the comments aaron i've almost been i wouldn't say surprised but you know there's more even more love for fat girl than i thought like there was Mm -hmm. um seth lockhead said just recently you know i love this movie um and you know we get a a comment great job very thoughtful from leanne k on on twitter um i I think that was a, a lot of what the the feedback was is they really um, enjoyed and <laughs> I think it was um, we have William who's given us mm-hmm. some feedback before said you know please 
please bring sales in more episodes. She's sensational. So. Yeah, we're trying. She's great. Yeah, and I, I've I've had a lot of private feedback too. Uh, that just happens uh, when there's a really good episode. People will DM me or uh, you you guys can tweet me publicly. It's fine. <laughs> but uh, but no, and and everybody's like, I'm so glad you went deep and uh, went into the the disturbing ending and uh, oh, yeah. this psychology. Uh, you know, it's a very yeah. disturbing difficult film uh that I, I think we covered well you know the audio issues they're a little noticeable but i i think once you get into the episode uh you can get beyond them just yeah. turn the vo- turn the volume up <laughs> yeah. yeah yeah don't to... don't let any audio issues keep you from listening to these guys because what you guys <laughs> did was phenomenal so. yeah yeah i'll echo that yeah. Thanks, well, we guys. have audio issues every week, so you know there. there you go. <laughs> and it's not stopping yeah, us. It's part of the process. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. So that was uh, that was great. We, we actually had this was really nice. I just noticed from uh, Flicks Wise. I'm assuming it's Lady P. Here's a bunch of my favorite people talking about Catherine Brea's uh, Fat Girl. Obviously, a must listen. So anyway, thank you. Plugging ourselves again. <laughs> yeah, patting ourselves on the back. And Kristen, she deserves it. Yes. And and she did a lot of a lot of the heavy lifting there. Oh, she did. Yeah, she had that 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 weight on her back. She was just great. I could I could listen to her, you know, talk about that for uh, quite some time. We'll have definitely have to have her back. So, the, and the last thing before we kind of talk about podcasting, I just wanted to mention a correction from our Slacker episode. So, uh, one thing I've learned, Aaron, is to trust the West, uh, being yourself, Aaron West. When uh, oh, cool. we, we were okay, <laughs> um, Cole had mentioned. Uh, from, um, you know, of course, the Magic Lantern podcast, he was talking about his Criterion Connection and about the testament of Dr. Mabuse. And you had mentioned that the third film, The Thousand Eyes of Dr. Mabuse, was available from Masters of Cinema. And I had uh, went in and thought I was correcting you, but it is, in fact, part of the complete Fritz Lang uh, Mabuse box set. Uh, it is available from the UK. Of course, it is Region B, but is in print and available. So you can get all three Mabuse films in that set. So just want to mention right. that correction. Don't doubt me, Herney. But you're in close-up. I'll cut stay. you. <laughs> <laughs> nice. <laughs> I've learned my lesson. <laughs> Actually, that was a wild guess. Mm. I, I had no idea. But that's that's neat to know. Um, but it's not in blue, so it, it's kind of still... Yeah. Uh, yeah. It's, it's still I, I DVD, did. and th- that was the mental block for me. Is you know the other two films are on Blu-ray, and that one is is in the in that box set and just DVD. So, and uh, the, the, a testament to Forgot how impulsive DVD. I am. Uh, as I was editing editing that episode, I bought the the two steel books. <laughs> They'll be here next week. So. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Oops. They're beautiful. Nice. Nice sets. Mm-hmm. So, uh, again, that's it for our intro. Uh, We are going to take a quick break, and we will come right back with our main show, our interview of the In Session film, guys. Um, So I'm going to pause here, and uh, let's take a listen to really the best transition we can do is to listen to the In Session uh, intro for their podcast. So here we go. Welcome to the In Session Film Podcast. So that is the In Session <laughs> intro music. I love it. it is a, a really good intro to the In Session Film Podcast. 
Um, and so we've been talking to JD and Brendan. And uh, did someone put that together for you, a, a friend of the show, JD? Yeah, there was uh, a friend. Actually, uh, it was a connection through our friends over at Simplistic Reviews. They recommended a guy to me who put it together and did a phenomenal job. And it was kind of funny because then I, because of how good it was, I had a couple people reach out to me. And so I know he's done a few other shows as well. So uh, thanks to DJ Valentine. He got some some good work. Yeah, <laughs> a couple of years yeah. ago. Nice going. <laughs> yeah. yeah, nice. Yeah, yeah. It, it it really is it really is great. I just uh, I love that. Uh, Thank that you. Intro. Yeah, That's you did a great, great job. We love it. Yeah. So and I, I'd mentioned before, you know, again the In Session Film podcast. They do cover new movies and uh, they also cover um, you know extra film reviews. So there's a lot of content on their website, InSessionFilm.com. Uh, you should definitely give them a listen. They are, I've always called JD the hardest working man in podcasting because of uh, all the, uh, the content um, that he uh, puts together. Of course, he's the, you know, the show producer and his co-host, Brendan. Uh, I don't know. I really don't know how you guys do it with all the, the movies that you watch and, uh, you know, the putting mm-hmm. of the shows together, organizing. I, I think people, you know, may not know who uh, haven't done podcasting before, all that kind of goes into this and the behind the scenes work. Um, I mean, yeah. I, I know yeah. Aaron, Aaron can attest to how much, uh, he and I are, are back and forth on Facebook messenger and, sure. um, <laughs> talking and, <laughs> yeah. and all that. So yeah, yeah you it, guys do a great job. Thank you. It certainly is a constant communication between Brendan and I, and, you know, I've, I've kind of gawked over Brendan. I feel like a lot <laughs> over the course of the last six months. Cause when, when we, <laughs> when I first started in session film, I launched it with my, my best friend who I grew up with. His name's Nate Parsons. He's, he's a great guy. I love him to death. Um, but after about, you know, seven or eight months, he had to leave the show. And, um, and after he left, I had three other co-hosts that kind of came and left. And, um, it was a little bit of a frustrating experience to some degree, as much as I love those guys. It, it, but having someone who is here consistently and committed to this show um, is it just I can't. It, it's hard for me to articulate how much that mm. matters to me because I love doing this. And so when Brendan came on in 2014, he started out as my extra film co-host and he was wonderful. We built a great rapport with one another, had some great chemistry. And then Mm -hmm. at the beginning of last year, um, again, had to transition out a co-host and Brennan stepped in as my full-time co-host doing the main show. And he (laughs) was the first co-host I've ever had that went through the entire year from beginning (laughs) to end. And, It's it's incredible to have that steadiness there, and and not just Brennan's consistency, but you know the passion he puts in, the work he puts in, um, coming to the show prepared, having a lot to offer, and mm-hmm. us going back and forth. It just it really took us to a whole new level last year, and at the same time, you know what he did with extra film 
brought brought that show to a spot where it kind of has its own audience now. Like we have, I know we have listeners that just listen to extra film because they want to hear our takes on the independent films that come out throughout the year, foreign language films that we that we talk about, and that's what they're concerned about. And we've we've built kind of our own audience with that, and and that stemmed from Brendan's input there and that has just transitioned so beautifully to the main show as well um and then once uh matt oaks who did our extra film for the first half of last year he eventually had to leave and brennan stepped in and did extra film again like his just willingness to do that every single week um really really matters to, to my heart and it's you know i can't say enough great words about brennan and what he's brought to the show he's become a great friend more than just a co-host um love the guy and i will stop gawking over him but what, <laughs> what he <laughs> i'm about ready to cry here right now <laughs> <laughs> I, I know <laughs> like I, I didn't really plan it to go that neither way, did i i'm not prepared for this crap but, <laughs> <laughs> no, but you know what i think about it though it does you know that he does mean a lot to me and what he has brought to the to the show is is just incredible so i i owe him a lot and i can't what? think of him enough JD, you, you mentioned you mentioned the C word, JD, and it, it's it's really like uh, it, it's kind of like a marriage. You got to have commitment, um, yeah, you know, yeah, to make mm-hmm. it work. So yeah, yeah I, absolutely, I, I especially you. with what we do, because like you said, and we we kind of do a lot. We we do a main show, and then we have two films most of the time. Two films that we talk about on, on extra films. So that's three films that we do a week, and um. We don't have to do that, um, but we make it work. And, you know, my wife is great at doing that, and, and Brennan's committed to it as well. So um, it's just, it's rare. Like, I, I got so lucky. Like, God blessed me so much with that. You know, yeah. you know, it, it was kind of like, I was thinking about it. It's it's inside out for me. You know, that that, that mm-hmm. movie was all about going through the hard stuff to get to the good stuff, right? And, and I went through these hard things with these other co-hosts. Again, guys I love, but... I went through that to get to the other side of the fence and you know that's why I love that movie Brendan you were my joy uh, again, I, I I don't even want to say anything because I feel like if I say anything, it's just going to make me sound like I'm agreeing with you and that I got a huge chip on my shoulder now or something. It's, <laughs> but I I appreciate but, but what you all those words, on man. Is, I, I think rapport and uh, and and friendship really is important and shines yeah. through a, a, in a mm-hmm. podcast. You know, if yeah. if you're griping, well, actually, if you're griping at each other, that might be pretty interesting too. <laughs> but mm-hmm. uh, sure, yeah. But but no, talking about film and uh, and you know, Mark and I, we can relate. You know, we we started doing this uh, in August. Is that right? And, yeah, uh, August. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, not, yeah, not we, quite we, through we, our first year yet. We do shows and we crack each other up uh, when we're not doing shows. And uh, sure. you know, we today I called him about the flash sale. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, so, no, it, it, it's a yeah. partnership and, and, yeah. and a commitment. Yeah. Uh, Definitely. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I think that's and, why and, it's but, I think that's why it's worked out so well for you know like myself and JD because JD because I still remember the first conversation or that's just the day that we ever met was. Mm-hmm. At a, it was at a brewery. We just happened to be yeah. kind of connected That's through a friend first, of a friend. First date time. Yeah, essentially, <laughs> yeah. And and our, our mutual friend was like, hey, Brendan, this guy likes movies like you do. You should talk to him. And we did, and I think we ended up talking for like four hours or yeah, something. Yeah, it was at, a long time. At yeah. least. Uh, but that's kind of how it started. And, and I feel like that that initial joy from that first meeting that we had just 
even yeah. after what, like two years now almost, it, that has never gone away for me. And, and I think no. that's one of the big reasons why we're able to put so much time and effort into what we do within session film because for 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 some it could end up feeling like work uh it could almost end up feeling like it's another job sure. especially with how much sure. you put into this uh, but for mm. us i never kind of i never feel that i i always enjoy doing that and i feel like a lot of that is due to the fact that jd and i just really connect in a certain way that i always look forward to yeah. talking with him about something even even if it's not movie related i mean th- this is why jd and i get sidetracked on our shows about college football <laughs> all the time as well <laughs> uh, but it's yeah it's just yeah. that connection that makes it makes it fun and makes it, i think what's what also just makes podcasting in general such kind of a kind of a yeah. thing now is that people just like to hear friends talk to each other and just have That's and just yeah. really get that yeah. banter that just feels so fresh and authentic and they almost feel like they want to be yeah. a part of it and I, I, mm. I and i hope that we're bringing that and i think that we're at least bringing yeah. that with each other so most and, definitely you are and Appreciate i feel it. like it's helped me grow as not just a film lover but just as a person in general because brendan and i we we've developed such a chemistry. We we think on a lot of the the same wavelength a lot of the time. So we get into these different conversations about film that I feel like go to some some really great territory that makes me think about the film more so than I probably would have before. And then that kind of translates to my life sometimes. You know, as much as I was kind of joking about Inside Out, that is a really great example of, of a film mm-hmm. last year that we were able to really pick apart all those pieces. And not only was it, you know, great discussion between two guys, but it helped articulate how that film actually impacted my life in a real visceral way. Um, and that's just something I never really had before. And to see that grow has been really interesting. And over the course of the last two weeks, I've had a couple of people come up to me and go, you know, you guys need to let your guests talk more because you guys talk a lot. <laughs> Which, you know, and that stems from this chemistry that Brett and I have where we can play off each other so well. And for hours. We, we, for hours. Mm-hmm. And we just, we know what he, who, what we're thinking and where we want to go that sometimes you just get in that bubble and you're like, oh yeah, there's a third person here that needs to <laughs> yeah. talk. Yeah. And, and we don't do that intentionally, but that's yeah. just the kind of dynamic that we have and we have to be more intentional about, you know, oh yeah, let's bring in the guest in on this. But it, mm-hmm. you know, but it's, that's a good problem to have though. Hmm. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. I, so I do want to, guys... one thing I want to throw out there before you continue guys, because uh, yeah. uh, JD, you were talking about our, specifically our review of Inside Out and how we were able to pull that one apart as a great example of how we could do that for a film like that. We still yeah. got to give some credit to Mr. Josh Larson for, for that show as yeah, well. So, because sure. yeah. he was on the show for, for that review as well, you know, Josh Larson from Richard. Film Spotting and Larson film on spotting, Film. And, yeah. and he's, yeah. and he, the, 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 he knows his stuff as well. So let's give him credit where credit is due as well. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, that's a great show. Mm-hmm. So, I, you know, JD, you talked about it a little bit. I, I think I've heard the story a, a bit before, but mm-hmm. you know, curious how you got started in podcasting. What made you want to really get this started? You know, coming to you know doing the website. I, I know you have a little bit of background, yeah, uh, or probably more more than a little bit of background in social media. Uh, and I think folks would kind of be interested to know, you know, what spurned you to one, you know, get into film and decide to make this into a, a podcasting venture. And, yeah. uh, you know, we've heard some about how uh, Brendan came 
to it too and would like to kind of hear more about uh, his his film experience but how did this get started jd yeah so like i mentioned i started in session film with um my best friend nate parsons who i grown up with and Mm -hmm. he was one of the bigger influences on me as far as getting into film and and art because he was into it a little bit more than i was beforehand but um, like I said, I think we were juniors in high school. He sat me down and we watched um, The Shawshank Redemption and uh, Pulp Fiction and a few other films. And that was kind of the the starting point for me. Um, and throughout college, because he was also my roommate for a couple of years in college, too, we would just continue that and dive in the film more. Um, and then life separated us for a little bit. But eventually, both of us lived in Lexington, Kentucky. And... Um, so pre- some previous years uh, leading up to that, yes, I uh, was working in marketing and social media in my day job, and I was very familiar with developing websites, uh, especially on um, on WordPress. And I also have a background in broadcasting. I actually went to college for, specifically for broadcasting. And so all of these elements kind of came together as far as us being able to to kind of put in session film together. But initially, when Nate and I were debating this, we were debating whether to do film or sports because we're big sports mm. guys as well. And initially, in session was supposed to be a sports show. It was going to be a sports website. And then about a day into that, we're like, eh, I think we'd rather do film. Like that, it just kind of organically went that way. And as much as we love sports, that's kind of what we wanted to do. Um, and so, um, and so we, so I, so I bit the, I bit the website, got things going on social media, and because of my broad, my broadcasting background, um, I was able to, you know, get all the pieces together, and and I was able to do all the audio aspects of it and everything, and. Um, and kind of, kind of went from there. So that was kind of the the initial setup. It was really kind of a bunch of random things that kind of organically built themselves up to a spot where we could, you know, voice what we wanted to about film. And and speaking of film spotting, they're kind of a big influence in this too because mm-hmm. prior to us get going, um, film spotting and there was probably one other show that. I, I loved the dynamic. I loved what they did as far as dissecting film and, and art and you know what that meant to them. And they were able to articulate what was in my mind that I didn't know how to articulate. Hmm. And so from yeah, day one, I was like, that's, that's kind of where I want to go. Obviously, I want to do my own thing, but I want to be able to articulate how, what I'm thinking because they were able to take what I was feeling and put it into words, and I wasn't able to do that. And so through this process, you know, I feel like I've gotten to a much better, you know, point as far as getting to, to reaching that goal. But, um, Mm -hmm. but that made me want to do this and it, you know, and so I was able to talk Nate into it. (laughs) Um, and, uh, and he, you know, and he came on board, but I wanted to be able to have a show where I could voice, you know, what I think about film, something that was very passionate to me. I had, the skill set to make it happen from an audio technical standpoint, um, able to run the marketing and and the you know and the WordPress site and all that sort of stuff. So, um, 
that's kind of how it came together. And a few co-hosts later, Brendan joined and haven't looked back since. <laughs> it's like nice. Spinal Tap. Uh, he's he's your the drummer's, you know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, I don't like that analogy. <laughs> yeah, sorry. I, I didn't think that through. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I, I, I'm not going to die. No, you're, you're no, a guitar player. No. You're, you're not. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's it's interesting, you know, when what you said, JD. I mean, just the the whole. Uh, maybe you mentioned film spotting and doing this, and it's really, you know, you can go through as a film fan and watch movies, uh, but until you really kind of step back and whether whatever the outlet is, whether it's some notes to yourself, whether you have a blog and you're actually writing, or this this avenue of podcasting that we do, where. You know, it kind of forces you to collect your thoughts, reflect yeah. on the film, put what you know together what you thought, and instead of just putting it out there, you're sharing some of your thoughts, but also you know reacting and comparing you know to uh, what your co-host and guests may be saying too. So sure. it really you know forces you to to step back uh, and and think about it. So really, yeah. you know, I mean, here we are, <laughs> yeah, podcasting about podcasting, <laughs> yeah, and, and, and it's crazy because I I never thought that this is what I would be doing like you know because mm. when I initially went to school for broadcasting it was for sports broadcasting specifically but life circumstances kind of kept me from that and uh, but I still wanted to be able to use that knowledge for something so when you know the idea that oh we could have a podcast it's a thing that's growing and and we could talk about something we're passionate about which you know in our case is is film and art when that opportunity came up, I wanted to to take advantage of it. And like I said, it's grown me so much as a person over the course of the last several years that it's been, you know, mind blowing. And and the people you meet on top of that oh, is yeah. another thing. Like, you know, not only getting to meet Brennan, but you guys, which I would have never gotten to meet otherwise since you guys oh, yeah. are, are distance you know, the distance is yeah. so so wide and and or even Adam and Josh in Chicago or our friends um, in, in South Florida or all, all over the country mm-hmm. and even the world. We've had we've had guests on from Australia and, and the UK as well. So it's been great getting to know people and, and have some of them on our show from locations I've never even been to. That's one thing I mentioned to Mark, actually, when we were going to have you on, is is that you, you kind of have uh, an unofficial network, uh, uh, so to speak. Mm-hmm. And I'll, I'll just be listening to some random podcast, and all of a sudden, they will say, <laughs> listen to In Session. I'm like, oh, wow, <laughs> th- these guys are part of it, too. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, it, it is like a, a big community. It is. And, and that's what's, you know, that's another thing about podcasting that's fascinating is, you know, most industries are out to compete with one another, right? Like, you know, it's so funny if you follow like Verizon or Sprint on Twitter, like they are just bashing the living mm-hmm. crap out of one another. Mm-hmm. And, and it's hysterical. But, you know, in, in our in our industry, we do the opposite. It's yeah. it's, you know, let me promote this this podcast with friends that I adore and I love what they do. Like it's it's such a unique and unique place to be. And you know, I love it. So, yeah, we really, we really support each other. Um, you know, through the, I mean, the tool that I really love, of course, is Twitter. I mean, I, I probably wouldn't have met anybody on right. the phone here, <laughs> yeah. uh, you know, with us that without Twitter. And, uh, you yeah. know, we promote yeah. the show there and, you know, re- retweet each other. It just has, sure. has really 
fostered that uh, community uh, of podcasting. I think you coined that phrase, uh, Aaron. It's uh, it's really true. Mm-hmm. You need to take yeah. that 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 little clip that you just said, Mark, and send it to the higher ups at Twitter because they will love it. We're going to use that their, in our market. Their address, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but oh my but gosh. It is, I, I mean, it's true. You know, Twi- yeah, we we is, all yeah. network through Twitter. It's uh, it's quite a connector. Yeah. Yeah, and it, it's really mm-hmm. taught me the the whole notion of networking through Twitter like that because up until like before I even joined in session film, even back in the extra film days, I didn't even have a Twitter account, and I had no plans to really get a Twitter account. Uh, kind of just shows how behind the times I was. Uh, <laughs> so I, 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 you could say I've learned a lot in the in the past two years. I guess you could say. Hmm. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so I mean, I'm and I'm curious for you, Brendan. You know, why why podcasts? That was one of the the questions that we had asked. You know, uh, what really? I mean, obviously, you had met uh, JD, and curious if you had any other experience or you know how you came to uh, film and podcasting. Well, I guess prior experience regarding podcasting was really kind of next to none. And session film was really my introduction to just. The notion of podcasting in general, I guess from a film perspective, a lot of my, I guess what I had paid attention to previously was more more on the YouTube side, more, you know, more mm-hmm. visual interactions to film criticisms and maybe a lot more on the on, on the reading side. So I, you know, go through I go through magazines or websites or blogs or newspapers. I was kind of more. Uh, in tune with that outlet more than anything else. I was definitely in tune with film spotting at the time, mostly because I followed Michael Phillips of the Chicago Tribune quite often, and I I got introduced to him when he guested on At the Movies with Richard Roper quite often. Oh, sure. So mm-hmm. so his exposure with um, Adam Kempinar and Josh Larson uh, kind of gave me, kind of introduced me to that outlet specifically, uh, but that was really my only real knowledge of it at that time. And then you know, starting to interact with JD and then starting to get heavily involved with in session film, I started to, this door kind of opened for me with the whole notion of what podcasting really is. And I think, and I, and I kind of alluded to this before, but I think it's, it, there's just some kind, there's a fad out there now that I feel like people just enjoy listening to friends talk to each other. And it could be just about any topic, whether it be sports related film, uh, television, video games, uh, whatever outlet that that listener is passionate about, they can find another form of passion by listening to other people who are passionate about it. And it's a joy to listen to that. It's a huge joy to just kind of get that varying opinion out of someone else. And and me personally, that's kind of been a, a huge door opener for me. But I think the big thing for me, though, and what I love about the whole notion of podcasting now is exactly what we were just talking about with the whole idea of of basically creating a whole network out of this. Uh, I've mm-hmm. met a lot of great people on, you know, social media, Twitter, uh, more so, in, you know, within our cinephile circle, I guess you can call ourselves <laughs> now. And the thing is, I can safely say that I have met you guys when in reality, I probably never physically met any of you folks, like in person or anything like <laughs> right. that. But, mm-hmm. but yeah. the, the whole interaction that you can have within this outlet and what this this whole notion of podcasting can do, I could safely say that I know you guys. So when it comes mm-hmm. to that point that, let's say hypothetically I travel to, you know, 
uh, uh, I don't know, up, you know, down to down to South Florida, maybe to see JD and, you know, some of our friends from Simplistic Reviews and True Bromance are there. Uh, I, I, I've never met any of these guys in person, but when I do meet them in person, it's going to feel like I'm not meeting them for the first time. And, yeah, and that's, mm-hmm. that's what I love most about it. And I feel like this whole outlet of podcasting presents that it absolutely presents yeah. that. And, and I think that whole, that that's kind of the reason why this quote unquote fad kind of exists because it really brings a whole circle together and yeah. just tightens it up beautifully. And, and that's really interesting, Brendan, and it's very true because I've, I've done that because I've met, I've met the guys from Simplistic Reviews and I also met the guys from Cinema Jaw in Chicago. Yeah. And both of those experiences, it wasn't like I was meeting them for the first time. Mm-hmm. I know these guys. I've followed them. I've listened to them. I've interacted with them before. Yeah. It was just, it was weird seeing them physically for the first time. <laughs> but, and not just hear their voice. And not yeah. just hear their voice. But at the mm-hmm. same time, it's not like, hi, I'm JD. It's nice to meet you. It's not like that at all. It's, no. you know, I know this person. You're. Mm-hmm. E- it's easy to engage in conversation and hang out and, you know, because you do know them, it's it's quite an interesting experience. Yeah. Well, one thing Brendan said uh, that I think is interesting is is if you think about you know ten years ago, we listened to terrestrial radio and and we really were mm-hmm. uh, slaves to what we, what you know some DJ wanted to play and you know it could sure. be talk radio, it could be music, but you, you really didn't have the selection. You just choose different content providers. But today. We can listen to whatever we we want, and, uh, yeah. and I don't know for you guys. I don't know about you guys, but I gravitate towards people uh, like yourselves, uh, and like uh, Brendan said, not just uh, film, but also sports, TV. Sure, uh, you like to listen to people that uh, that have a rapport, and I, I think. Uh, and, and what's funny is is the voices are different. You know, uh, yeah. mm-hmm. you you guys have great podcasting voices, Mark. You're you're excellent as well. Mine sucks, but I, I'm working on it. <laughs> no, <it's laughs> I love it. I love it. It's yeah, it's yeah. <laughs> I'm kidding, but but it's not like uh, you know the, the old DJs are like, hey, you know, top of the hour. <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It, it's, it's, it's it's authentic. It's, I think is the best way to put it. Exactly, yeah, it's yeah. a new medium, and, and it's 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 not fake, and uh, and and I do like that. It, it's uh, kind of gets to the the core of the conversation. Yeah, whatever yeah. the topic. I, I, and I, and I think kind of going off of that as well, because you were talking about uh, radio specifically, which I think for maybe some time, maybe like 10 years ago or so, I feel like the notion of at least my experience, and I could be wrong at least, you know, compared to how you guys have experienced it, maybe more. But I kind of feel like the whole notion of, you know, radio listening was kind of, I wouldn't say dead, but I feel like it kind of backpedaled a little bit as new technology kind of you know, overtook some of the airwaves, I guess you can say, especially when it came to radio listening from a music perspective, because mm-hmm. when the whole digital music uh, fad kind of came out, you know, everyone was downloading and sharing and, mm-hmm. you know, and things like that. Mm-hmm. But when you look at our world now, I feel like there's a lot more interest in kind of a retro style of entertainment, whether it be music or just, you know, things like that. It's, I, I guess a good example is, you know, how vinyl records themselves have had such a resurgence in sales, and I feel like that there's a lot more interest in something like that. I feel like radio is kind of another example of that, and I think one outlet that is taking charge in providing that that experience is podcasting as well. Mm-hmm. And I think that there's, a, mm-hmm. there's an interesting merriment to the whole notion that, uh, you, you know, millennials and even folks that are a little bit older are kind of into this retro style of entertainment that's mm-hmm. kind of overtaking a lot of what we find entertaining these days especially in the in the artistic world of film television video games uh 
just in general. And I think it's another an, another driving force of that as yeah. well. And it's been great to see the whole the whole industry of podcasting just kind of blow up over the last several years. I mean, yeah. Yeah. serial in the mainstream. Serial, yeah. You know, but but not just that. I mean, yeah. you had the president of the United States on a podcast. You know, I think that mm-hmm. says a lot about, you know, how valuable they are. You know, I like to listen to the Nerdist podcast, too, and studios mm-hmm. place too, yeah. actors on the Nerdist like they would Jimmy Fallon. Like, mm-hmm. that's how big that show is and how big I think podcasting is getting in general. And there are other shows besides The Nerdist. That's just one example of a show that I listen to. But yeah. it's crazy that it's gotten to that point. You know, and it, and it was so funny because Josh Brolin, when he was on Nerdist, he actually mentioned that. He's like, it, I, I, it's crazy that I, I'm here to promote a movie, but it's a, it's a podcast. It's not a TV show or anything like that. Uh, like, right. it kind of blew him away a little bit. So, uh, but that's how big that it is. And I think... I think the reason people like to eat it up, it goes to a lot of what you're talking about, Brendan. And, you know, it's just so consumable. There's so much out there and mm. it's relatively easy to make. And while some shows, you know, have better audio quality, they don't have to have the best audio quality. People right. will consume something that they find entertaining, even if it isn't, you know, the, the best, you know, quote unquote quality or whatever. And I think that's just what makes it great is, there's just so much great stuff out there. Yeah, there's yeah. A wealth, and and it's really it's become the new medium. I think it, even though radio exists, uh, mm-hmm. I, I, radio actually I, it's been fighting technology. It, it fought Pandora, it fought Napster, Sirius XM, and and I think yeah. it's still fighting podcasts. But I, I think podcasts have, have taken over now that uh, you know it. I listen to podcasts in my car. I don't listen to anything else. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Same here. You can take much, it yeah. everywhere. Whether you're, you yeah. know, you're doing the, I, I do it, doing yard work or you know, mm-hmm. doing, yeah. uh, doing the dishes. I mean, I, I kind of relate it to. I mean, podcasting has only been around for, I believe, the first one was two thousand four, if I remember, um, and it wasn't even called podcasting at first. And I think it hit iTunes in two thousand five. And I think back to, you know, the stories that film spotting's told because they, they started way back then. Yeah, they did. Yeah. yeah. I kind of you know, I kind of relate it a bit to the the change of people cutting the cord with their television. And part of the reason that they're doing that is to you know, one, to save money, but also because they have more choices, you know, for sure. the for streaming their mm-hmm. television. And I, I feel mm-hmm. like podcasting is similar to that. I mean you think about mm-hmm. if you're into something you can you have a wealth of information and you know whether it's entertainment or um, you know you want informational podcasts there's something out there that you can listen to you know that you're into and you can just download it you can stream it you can take it with you wherever you want rather than yeah. only having you know so many stations that you can listen to there's just a incredible amount of content yeah. it kind of surprises me that it's you know it, it hasn't almost. gotten bigger at this point and, i think and, it, it is getting bigger i think and you yeah. can listen to it whenever you want which is mm-hmm. another yeah. great point about it i mean on demand like if you want to listen to film spotting on the radio you have to listen to it at a certain moment mm-hmm. in time at, at a certain station but if you listen to their their podcast whenever it becomes available you can download it and listen to it whenever you want and and that's really what I do. I mean, I, I listen to shows and you know I, that's pretty much how I listen to. In some Spotify, I listen to a lot of movie scores, but but a lot of the what I listen to is movie uh, podcasts and and it's almost to a fault 
in some degrees because like you know I feel like I'm out of touch with mainstream America sometimes. You know, like my wife be like, did you hear the new Adele song? It's awesome. What Adele song? I don't even know what you're talking about. <laughs> like, yeah, I, this is not the Adele yeah. podcast. I'm with you. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so, you know, I'm having to catch up with, you know, some of mainstream America a little bit. But, you know, it's great, though, that there's so much great content. And I can listen to it whenever I want to. I don't have to be at a certain place at a certain time. And that's a great point, Mark. It's not just television, but it's an audio format now, too. Right. Yeah, so I mean, it, it, it's on television. Oh, sorry. No, go ahead, Aaron. Uh, well, it's it's on television too. Uh, one of our uh, friends, Keith, uh, posted his Apple TV podcast lineup, and he mm-hmm. plays him throughout his house, uh, which I, mm-hmm. I thought was just super mm-hmm. cool on through his TV. Yeah, yeah, that so. is awesome. It's it's nice to see your your podcast logo on a television. That's pretty. Cool. <laughs> yeah, that yeah, is that's cool. great <laughs> to see. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that, that's why I noticed. Yeah, it does. Yeah, that was very cool. So, you know, and I'm curious, um, you know, for, for podcast, I mean, you've been doing this for quite some time. I mean, what, what drives you to keep this going? And, and really, I, I don't know if we heard what year in session film started. I'm, I'm honestly not yeah. sure. What year did you start? We dating? started at the beginning of 2013. So we are going okay. into our fourth year of doing this. So mm. um, nice. a lot of what motivates me really is you know it's it's two things uh one it's my love for film and my love for talking about it and really digging into it and you know getting at the heart of what a movie is um and I have to, that kind of comes with an asterisk though, because the only reason I get to do this is because my wife is awesome. You know, without her, this doesn't happen, you know, you know, so, and and she's great and and I love her for it. But, um, but since she is supportive of it, my main motivation just comes down to, I I love doing this and I have an incredible co-host that is incredible as I talked about. So, um, you know, despite how stressful my week can be, and sometimes it can get a little stressful, whenever we get behind the mic to talk about a film or, or come on a podcast like your guys is, it's like nothing else really matters. You know, it's mm-hmm. kind of like when I hold my boy, like when I hold Sam mm-hmm. in my arms, it's like all the crap, all the stress from the week, it doesn't, mm-hmm. it just goes away. And I think that is a telling sign for. Uh, for why I like to do this. It's just something that, that speaks to me. It's, it's more than just a hobby. Like it's part of my life. I think it helps define my identity. And I think that's why I spend a lot of time editing and why I spend a lot of time making sure it sounds great and, and that the content is up to par because it is part of who I am. Um, mm. And I love it. I love getting to do it. Yeah. yeah, it's kind of like like football game day. You you work through it during the week, and then um, yeah. you, you play yeah. the game on Sunday, and you just love the game. Yeah, exactly, absolutely. I, I love the rest of it too. I don't know about the rest of you. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, yeah. I, I, so I guess I'm, I can add to add a little something to that though. And um, mm-hmm. I I guess I'll kind of admit something that I'm kind of a cocky son of a bitch to be honest. But <laughs> um, <laughs> but one of one of the things that because JD, I, I absolutely agree with everything that you're saying as to why I love doing this as well myself. But I guess kind of the the cockiness of me as well is what keeps me going as well because um and and just like you know you guys Mark and Aaron because you you guys know that you have 
a following. You have listeners that listen to you guys and love to listen to you guys and, you know, proactively Mm -hmm. go out of their way to listen to your new show when you have it completed and posted. See, like, that's just such a great feeling, I think. And Mm -hmm. and that's, yeah, Mm -hmm. and and that's kind of another driving force for me uh, on top of everything that you're already uh, talking about, J.D., uh, the fact that we yeah. that we love it, yeah. but it's mm-hmm. it's a it's a kind of a double edged sword when you think about it because I love putting my heart and soul into this because I know there are others that really care to listen to it and it feels great. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, it's kind of also inf- it's kind of also fueled by my joy for listening to other podcasts because especially within our cinephile circle that we keep talking about. Uh, so it kind of mm-hmm. keeps scratching each other's backs, I guess you can say, and it's mm-hmm. and it just it's it's a never ending cycle that i don't want to ever end that's uh, but yeah. it all kind of goes in there and i think that's another reason as to why we work so hard as much as we do rather than just it's yeah. not just about the quality of the product it's not just about oh we want to keep doing this because we want people to like us that's part of it and it feels great but there is a level of joy of listening to their work yeah. as well and it just mm. keeps going on and, and you make a great point about the listenership, too. That really does matter. I mean, whenever we get feedback on our show, good or bad, it, mm-hmm. it really does mean a lot to us, and we and we take it to heart. But when people yeah. comment and, you know, they they come back going, that was a great show, guys, or mm-hmm. I didn't think about that part of the movie, like, that stuff really, you know, makes me happy and speaks to my heart. So, yeah. and, and the fact that anybody would stop to listen to it, <laughs> I am so appreciative of of that. So, because especially know, for how long we talk, yeah, we can go on forever. <laughs> I, I understand that sometimes I can get a little bit pretentious. I understand that too. No, but, no, no. You know, but the <laughs> fact that people listen to it, uh, you know, it, it it goes beyond words. You know, but on the flip side of that, that's also why I spend a lot of time editing because if people are going to put two hours of their time into it i want it to be the best experience that they can possibly have and i mm-hmm. enjoy that Quality i I, I do i yeah. i do like uh putting that in i mean when i get into logic and i start editing it i mean that's kind of my canvas you know that's mm-hmm. that's me creating my art if you will so um yeah, yeah it, and i love it. it it's great so and thanks to everybody that listens it really does mean a lot to absolutely me. Oh yeah, we we love the you know the tweets, the the comments, the emails. It, it, it kind of makes it worthwhile. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Mm-hmm. Yeah, pe- people are very uh, you know they they give a lot of uh, really great feedback. It it seems like they're they really have, we've had feedback like uh, people appreciate just the fact that we watch the movies, take the time to talk about them. Aaron puts in the the editing hours. Thank you, Aaron. <laughs> I think I say that every week. <laughs> yeah. You know, but yeah, they they just they appreciate the the time that we put into it, and uh, we you know you have people that follow along too that will watch the movies along with you, and you know they're looking at the schedule. They'll watch it before the show, or if they can't catch up with it, they'll wait, watch the movie, and then listen. And you know, hopefully, sure. it kind mm-hmm. of it, it it's a it's really it's a nice way to whether you've just watched a movie or you are you know you've thought about a movie for a while and you kind of have your own opinion you can compare and contrast and you know maybe someone yeah. has thought about or is saying something you didn't think about I, I find that every time every movie I've watched you know whether you know listen to you guys any other show you know there there's always some new angle that you didn't think about mm-hmm. and so it's yeah. you know, it's really rewarding that way 
and and also you interact with uh, listeners too. And, and I know you guys have yeah. done this, and we've done this. Uh, you mm-hmm. know, solicit feedback. In fact, you might you probably don't remember this, but at one time I did give you some feedback before. You know, probably about eight months a year ago, and you read it on the air before you uh, knew who we were. So thanks. <laughs> no problem. Yeah. I mean, yeah. <laughs> but and that, and but that's, we do that too. You know. Yeah. And that's something I really do need to get back into doing more. I feel like we've slipped on that a little bit. And and part of that is because, and this goes back to Brennan and I just becoming more aware of ourselves because we talk forever a lot of the time. So, yeah. Well, and I, I think part of it also, not to kind of toot our own horns a little bit, but, you know, maybe we, we were definitely more proactive with that about a year or so ago. But, I mean, as the powers that be and the proactive activity that we've been putting into this our following has increased a bit so mm-hmm. it makes it a bit harder to keep up with everything at the same time plus you don't want to single certain listeners out uh th- that that may feel guilty that you're that you read someone else's feedback sure. on there but didn't get a chance to get to theirs and like i said i'm not trying mm-hmm. to pat ourselves on the back by saying that our following's increased but you know mm-hmm. it does come with that territory at the same time as mm-hmm. you keep getting bigger and you keep expanding you're gonna gradually acquire more listeners and that that just kind of stockpiles on there as well but i mean jd you are absolutely right and i do think again credit where credit's due i mean because you're you really are in session films uh social media guru uh so pretty much every time that a a, a conversation is had on twitter with some of our listeners i mean you're the one behind that i try and jump in every now and then but Mm -hmm. you're you're the main man doing that and and major credit to you as far as being so proactive in that and just keeping that momentum going yeah, I, and I and I love it. I mean, we get feedback on the poll or our top three all the time, and yeah. you know, we and I do want to include more of that in the show since we're kind of having an on-air programming meeting right now. But uh, <laughs> I think I might have been the last listener to talk on the show. <laughs> uh, but you know, but it is a great point because you know, as a fan, like if I reach out to another show and they read it on the air, you know. I like that. I mean, and so yeah. I, I can certainly understand that. So, you know, um, and so we, we definitely got to make the time for that. But you're right, though, <laughs> Brennan. And it's great, too, that we've we've been able to grow a lot over the course of the last year and a half. And yeah, it's just been a wild ride so far. And it's a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. And, and, it's, and it's been great. And I can't wait to see where it goes. And I especially can't wait to see my boy grow up and kind of mm-hmm. see this and see how that kind of influences him a little bit. So yeah, it's very he, exciting. He's been on the show he might, already. Yeah. He might be your next host. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, there you go. You can do uh, in, in, in session, uh, kid podcast. Yeah. Well, he, by he, Sam. he uh, joined us for, uh, uh, well, for a, a brief moment when Star we reviewed uh, Star Wars Episode Two: Attack yeah. of the Clones, uh, <laughs> he he helped me reiterate my thoughts on that film, and you just heard him crying terribly in the background. <laughs> so you're yeah. a fan, Brandon? Okay. Uh, <laughs> sure, we'll go with that. Uh, yeah, something like that. <laughs> oh, that's funny. Yeah. yeah. So it, it it makes me. Um, I guess one thing I wanted to ask you about was really how. How you feel this podcasting thing fits into film criticism? Because there, there's been some folks have kind of I think lamented the I don't know if we want to say the death of film criticism, but you know you used to have your your critics like Pauline Kael, and of course you know you'd mentioned Cisco uh, or Niebert. You know, they had the the TV show, yeah, um, where you know you had these really well. I, I don't want to you know not compare ourselves to them, but you know, th- this is what they did. They were film critics. You know, you yeah. have yeah. 
um, you know, Michael Phillips, who writes for the Chicago Tribune. And it's really branched out from there where you have a lot of, you know, people can do, they do criticism on um, and they write on Letterboxd. They have blogs. They have, of course, this this film podcasting thing. Yeah. So, you know, curious how you guys feel this fits into it because, you, you know, you'd mentioned film spotting. They started 10 years ago. We've come to this, you know, much later in the game. And, you know, how how does this fit into this kind of, it, it feels like an ever-evolving uh, film criticism world to me. I mean, what do you guys think? I, I think that film criticism is strong. I don't think it's going anywhere. And it's very necessary to the industry, and I don't care what Ben Wheatley says, uh, because it is something that needs to be there. Because we do not need a Norm of the North every single year. Um, <laughs> those films have got to go away, and criticism helps, you know, you know, bridge that gap a little bit. And at the same time, I think a lot of it will come down to um, the user and really what they're wanting. Because a lot of the mainstream critics, like uh, Michael Phillips. They get to go see the films earlier than a lot of other people do. And mm-hmm. right. and that can give people insight into, do I want to go see this this weekend? Do I you know want to skip it? Um, and it's also good for the studios as well because over the course of the last several years, especially, they incorporate it into their marketing. You know, if De- yeah. Deadpool's at 90% on Rotten Tomatoes, you're going to see trailers that feature that rating now. Mm-hmm. Um, and so it is crucial to the industry. When it comes to what we do and to to film podcasting especially, I think that, again, it gives opportunities for the user to not only read, you know, what uh, Michael Phillips may write, but it gives them a chance to listen to other shows, other formats that um, will give them what they want. And and hopefully we can provide some of that. But And there's a lot of movie podcasts out there. It just depends on the dynamic you like and, you know, and, and what that show does. But, you know, for me, like if, if I wasn't doing this, I would probably still listen to, you know, Schmoes and their reviews or I would, mm-hmm. you know, read – the review from the Hollywood Reporter or whatever. Like, I would definitely check out some of that stuff. But for me, I, I'm I'm an audio guy, and I like to listen to things. So that's where film spotting would come in for me. As much as I like reading reviews, like the way that film spotting, the way that Adam and Josh dive into movies, you can't get in written form a lot of the time, uh, unless it's a huge essay. But um, the way they, you know, pick film apart, and, and I think all of that is is fascinating. I think it it's just another way of of looking at film. It's a, it's another way of hopefully promoting films that perhaps some people may not watch otherwise. So um, I think it's great for the industry, whether you're a small podcast or a large one. There's a spot for film criticism, and and obviously people are eating it up because our little dumb show is doing pretty okay. So, <laughs> well, yeah, it really has become an audio uh, criticism, and and you're right, you you can't, uh, you know, we've already talked a lot more than a thousand words about. Uh, uh, yeah, exactly. <laughs> if, if you see 10,000 words on an essay, you're not going to read that whole thing, but you sure. can listen to uh, probably five times that much uh, on a podcast. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. 
Yeah, and, so, and, and kind of to jump off of that, if I if I may, uh, because yeah. you know what you're talking about, JD, I think is absolutely uh, correct, and or at least I agree with it. That I think film criticism, it's film criticism itself is kind of a necessity because I agree with you. I don't want another Norm of the North or something like that to just keep churning out over and over and over again over top of the you know the the quality entertainment that we could be getting because that is out there. Mm-hmm. I think as far as podcasting within the the future of film criticism, if you will, is I feel like you can continue to look at it as like an expanding new genre, so to speak, of film criticism. So you, I mean, mm-hmm. you can almost look at film criticism as it's like evolving. A, a, yeah, exactly. You mm-hmm. can if you look at film criticism as just music in general. So you've got some genres that might be more prestigious than others. So that's where you've got like you know your top critics, such as you know your Michael Phillips or or you know those at the Hollywood Reporter or the, or the New York Times, like A.O. Scott. Like the you get those kind of folks in there, and those are the ones you might see pop up more often on maybe like a website like Metacritic or something like that. But at the same time, that doesn't mean that what is going on in the podcasting world is becoming less relevant. In fact, I feel like it's becoming more relevant just in its own way because it offers different viewpoints and different opinions and different mentalities and on how viewers and how you know people just look at film in general and they have their own way of interpreting things. So I think it's just going to add an ever-evolving diversity to the nature of film criticism, and you know, you look at the YouTubers out there now. Like uh, JD, you were talking about the Schmo- the Schmoes No podcast right now, uh, who are also very much expanding in their own way because they were just bought out by Collider, uh, so they're they've yeah. been expanding as well. And then you've got folks like Chris Stuckman, who is also a registered reviewer on Rotten Tomatoes. Uh, so I-, I feel like a lot of that is just going to, I think, eventually pave its way into the podcasting world, and I think you may see some. Maybe maybe some more active podcasts out there eventually getting registered accounts on Rotten Tomatoes and mm. adding to to their tomato meter, if you will. And because Rotten Tomatoes itself, I feel like, is a pretty great outlet for even bringing that. I guess I guess bringing that open mindedness to a, a collection of social media reviewing like that. And I feel like Rotten Tomatoes is a great example of that. Uh, but I feel like it could go that way. Just it's not going to all be one continuous thing. It's going to all branch out and be ever evolving in multiple directions. And I want it to go that way. I, I think we need to make it happen. I, I think yeah. we should all be on Rotten Tomatoes for sure for <laughs> criticism. Let's <laughs> yeah. let's call them when we're through here. Let's get Matt Atchity sure. on the phone. Yeah. So so one question is, of course anybody can podcast. You you know you can just record a Skype call get a, uh, a Libsyn account or whatever uh, host. But what do you think it takes to make a good podcast? Say you're, you're talking to somebody that wants to start one. What would yeah. you tell them? Oh, that's a really good question. <laughs> I, I, like, like I think the, the simple answer to that is one, fi- you know, find a co-host that you can easily work off of and you can create banter with that you think will be entertaining and and that you can certainly engage with and the other thing too is try to figure out a structure or a format for your show that will keep it fluid and and keep listeners engaged i think you can really start there even if your audio quality is poor at first i think if you have those two things you can slowly progress on the audio and make the quality of that better as you go mm-hmm. um but you know because like i was saying i think users at least most users can forgive that if the show is entertaining. The host can go back and forth in a really great way. There's a format that 
um, that that really works for you guys, then I think you'll have a solid fo- foundation going forward. So, I think that's the the simplest answer that I can give right now to people that are, are very new to it. Yeah, I think kind of adding to that, uh, if you want to get into podcasting, and, and a lot of times when people want to get into podcasting or movie reviewing in general, they're looking up to those that they uh, that they look up to, you know, uh, whether it be a film spotting or if they go to YouTube, they they very much enjoy watching the Schmoes Know or Jeremy Johns or you know, a lot of those folks like that. Uh, or in session film. It, well, thank or, you. Or Criterion Close. Exactly, exactly, yeah. exactly. I'm, exactly. I'm, I'm, I'm looking at the big ones right. Okay. I'm, yeah, okay. I'm, I'm not. I'm not. I'm. Uh, yeah. I'm not, I'm not trying to signal those guys out in, alone. But, but <laughs> as examples, you, you know, the folks yeah. that that they look up to. Like, I feel like that. Don't don't let those be the reasons alone while you're trying to get into it. Like you want to think, oh, I want to be like that someday. Uh, that, I, that, I I I think that, that's yeah. I think that's where a lot of them kind of mm-hmm. get stifled. In, in certain ways because they're looking to, oh, I want to start this just so I can get my face out there and people will start knowing who I am. I, do it for the art. Do it for the passion because when, yeah. you do, when you do that, it helps you, I feel like, kind of find your own uniqueness and your own voice in doing it that way rather than try and mirror what others have mm-hmm. already done and are continuing to do and why they are succeeding at it. So re- really do it for your own personal reasons. Yeah. And, and I think that's mm-hmm. going to help elevate uh, basically elevate your uh, success in that. And also know that it's going to take a while before you really yeah. catch on and get people listening to you. It's not going to happen overnight. So that's another thing to look out as well. Yeah, that and that was what I was going to reiterate too. It definitely takes time. So making sure that you're doing it for the right reasons is certainly uh, something you know, to note, you know, mm-hmm. as you do it, because if, if you're just, if you're doing it for any other reason, that'll probably fizzle out rather quickly and yeah. then you're going to be stuck and probably want to quit. So, you know, mm-hmm. like we don't make money off of our show at all. And that's perfectly fine with me because yeah. I, I do it not to get paid. I do it because I love it. Yeah. And, and, you know, going into our fourth show, I put a lot of time, a lot of effort into this every week again, and it doesn't feel like a job to me at all like it's just something that i love to do right yeah it's a passion project you Mm -hmm. you have to you have to do it because you you love it if you don't then you know like you said jd you're gonna fizzle out pretty quick and you know Mm -hmm. not want to do it anymore yeah yeah Yeah, it's a hobby in a way you know yep think about exactly and and you have to be consistent too i mean whatever your show is going to be you know whether you're doing it weekly you know twice a week like you guys do you know bi-weekly monthly you know whatever it is uh, you know, stick to a, a you know a, a schedule as yeah. much as you can. Great point. So, so that folks know, you know, that they w- when to expect your content, right? So, yeah. yeah, you know, you're dependable. And I think you have to have your own voice. And in fact, uh, one reason why we chose you guys to talk about podcasting is because even though you talk about art films and foreign films and mainstream films, you're different than ours too. So I think there's sure. a, there, there's yeah. a conversation, and you have your own style, and we have our own style too. Yeah. Uh, right. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, you have to have something interesting to say. Uh, you can't just talk for thirty minutes about, um, well, <laughs> paint drying. Sure, <laughs> yeah, you could, but uh, yeah. why would you? And, but the, and that's why you gotta have you know a great co-host that you can bounce off of. Like, you, know, you gotta like, stop talking all this night because I didn't I didn't say anything nice about you yet as much. Well, as <laughs> like, and here's what I'm saying because if you're gonna talk, here's a good example. I love. 
our friends over at the Churb Romance Film Podcast. Barry and Hyro are great guys. If mm-hmm. they talked about paint drying for two hours, I could listen to those two do it listen. because you know <laughs> you yeah. know they're going to get into something crazy. They're, they're going to find gonna something fun, about yeah. it. Yeah, yeah. And, and 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 that's really what I'm getting to is you know because at, at the heart of that show, it's it's not about what they talk about. It's it's those two guys giving each other crap and them going into what they go into. And that's what makes that show so great. So even if you are talking about paint drying, if you have that, you have a good start at least. Mm-hmm. I think we need to have an episode about paint, paint drying. <laughs> we should <laughs> try. Yeah, we've got a nice experiment here. Yeah, It'll be our, our, our shortest episode. <laughs> <laughs> Probably. Well, I, I don't, what do you think? Do you think we should wrap up or... Yeah, yeah. I think this was a, a great discussion. I mean, loved hearing uh, what you guys said. And, you know, and really like uh, like Aaron said. I mean, we we both have film podcasts, but we do cover a lot of different movies. So you know, we've kind of found our our niche, and we we come together. Um, you know, it's great. I, I've loved being on your show uh, for the settling the score bonus yeah. content that we've mm, done. Yeah, talking absolutely. About, you know, movie scores and playing those. I mean, that's that's been a a lot of fun. So it's been great to uh to connect with you guys so thank you so much for coming on yeah 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 you guys are great thank you so much thanks for having us man this was was a blast absolutely yeah really good discussion so where could folks find in session film online and where can we find you guys uh you can find everything about us at our central hub at incessionfilm.com so if you want to find the show or find us on social media uh, all of our podcasts, as well as other reviews and content, it's all there in sessionfilm.com. And uh, any shows you're going to you have coming around the corner? Any any films you're about to see? Uh, extra film coming up soon. We are doing The Lady in the Van and Race, the Jesse Owens biopic. And okay. our main show this coming weekend, we're doing Triple Nine and talking mm-hmm. about the Oscars. Yep. Oh yeah, that, that's right. That's, that's this weekend. That's right. Those yeah. are this weekend. <laughs> yeah, almost forgotten. That's kind of I a know. big deal. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And, and you just had uh, you just covered the the witch. Yep. Um, yeah. And I'd right. already mentioned the in, the extra film. So good yeah. stuff. Yeah, which you know, all pun intended, I guess. But <laughs> it, here, here's here's the thing about this too, because there's been a lot of conversation about this film online, but you know. It, if you're wanting like your typical jump scare horror, just go ahead and skip that movie because you're not going to get it out of that. That is an art film masked as a horror film. That's pretty much what it is. But I found its allegories really powerful, especially if you hate religious fanaticism, you're going (laughs) to dig that movie quite a bit. So leaving that out there for you. Yeah. I have a feeling that one is one that both of our audiences would intersect and, uh, and gravitate towards. I I haven't seen it yet, but, uh, I'm really looking forward to it. Yeah. It's great. Yep. Definitely check it out. Folks, uh, again, thank you for listening to Criterion Close-Up. You can find us at CriterionClosup.com. You can find us on Twitter at CriterionCU. And you can find us on Facebook, Facebook slash Criterion Close-Up. And, Aaron, we can find you on Twitter. Uh, AWest505. You can also find us on the Criterion Cast main feed as well. Excellent. Yes, we usually post the the show. You can find us here and on Criterion Cast. Uh, we do join the show from time to time. Uh, we've got some upcoming episodes. Uh, of course, we'll be joining the newsstand from time to time and some new content coming out. So look forward to that. 
I'm Mark Herney. You can find me on Twitter at Mark Herney, H-U-R-N-E. I would love some more iTunes reviews. Share us on Twitter. Uh, Thank you, uh, JD and Brendan, for your sharing the show online on Twitter. We Mm -hmm. really appreciate that. Mm -hmm. Um, Would love Mm -hmm. to have more more folks give them some iTunes. And give them some iTunes reviews as well while you're at it. Uh, Yes. We'd appreciate it. I guess, yeah. Listen first, but you know, <laughs> yeah. They're good. That's right. yeah. Give a give us something honest. Yeah, don't just yeah. say yeah. Any, you know what's on your mind. Listen to us first. Yeah, right. yeah. yeah. but five stars. <laughs> five stars. Yeah. 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 Always five stars. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, for our next episode, it, it is our gross out hey. episode. So yeah, gross out episode. It's going to be a big one. We're yeah. we're planning it. Uh, yeah. We're going to have to talk about that clean rating. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we're kind of thinking about that. I don't know what we're going to do. We're, we we will be talking about the Lars von Trier film, Antichrist, and we will be getting into some um, gross movies. So. The oh, sickest gosh. movies of all time. It's that movie. Be... Oh, boy. <laughs> oh, and, uh, that's just the tip of the iceberg. Oh, <laughs> Trust man. me. You guys, should also, you guys should also talk about <laughs> Eyes Without a Face. Yep. Yeah, yeah that's a good one. Yeah, Criterion. So we'll look forward to that um, in uh, yeah in, in a week or so, coming out early March. So thanks everyone for listening to Criterion Close Up, and I'm going to let another pick from um, a, as I mentioned before, JD and Brendan, or maybe they didn't, are both fans of Hans Zimmer's music, and so we let in with Rush, and we're going to let the Interstellar soundtrack take us out. Pleasure, guys. Yeah, thanks. Awesome. We really appreciate it. Yeah, seriously.